And welcome back to another episode of Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club. It's the Corey C. And I have a special guest kicking it with me today. Pun intended. Kicking it with me. He's a kicker. Transfer kicker coming in. You've been waiting for him. You know the name. You're familiar with him. Luke Jackson. Welcome to Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club. Thank you. I appreciate you having me on. All right, man. How's it going? Everything's good. How about you? Doing well, man. Awesome. So we want to know, how does it feel to be a Tiger? It feels good. It's uh, still kind of surreal to me, but just I'm blessed. And I appreciate the coaches for giving the opportunity to be here. And I can't wait to get to work. All right. All right. We're, we're ready to see you in action. We've seen you in action, but we're ready to see you in action with the blue and white. Because you know, for our, most of our fans, they, they know where you're coming from. Man, the move from Southern to Jackson State. And we want to dive into that. You know we're not going to let you go without talking about it. But first, let's just allow the fans to get to know you a little bit. So you grew up in Pennsylvania, right? Yes, sir. What's it like in Pennsylvania? I know besides cold. It's cold. Um, it it's it's a great place to be though. Um, especially the tourists coming in. Um, got a lot of good attractions in the city. Um, spent all of my life here. Um, I love it here. It's cold. The people are great. Um, it's 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 a, it's a good place to be at. It's a great atmosphere. I love everything about Philly and everything about Pennsylvania. So, I definitely think if if it's somewhere, if you want to visit somewhere up north, it's, it's a place to be. Gotcha, gotcha. And when did you get into football and how did you get into football? I got into football at the end of my sophomore year. It might have been um, towards the end of my freshman year. I was a soccer player all my life. So I played soccer and then I was just messing around after practice with my soccer friends. And I was just kicking footballs in front of the football team, in front of the football coaches. And I was messing around, just kicking the ball pretty far. I think at the farthest I kicked was like a 45 yarder or mm. 50. And the coach came over with, to me. Just they, with no training, just going out there, just no training. It. Yes, sir. And um, the coaches liked what they seen. And they came over to me, asked me to sign up, and I signed up on the spot. And ever since then, it was history. So did you keep playing both sports for those couple, those final couple years? Or did you? I did. When did you decide that football was the one? Or did you know? I wasn't too sure because I was very good in soccer all my life. And I, I fell in love with soccer. My, my dad played soccer. I had family right. playing the sport. So it kind of ran in the bloodline. So I thought I was going to play soccer in college, and then I just got very – I got good at kicking, and I just fell in love with the sport, and I fell in love with just the game. And I made the decision at the end of my senior year. I had to pick one, and I picked football, and I haven't looked back ever since. No turning back. No turning back. So being from Pennsylvania, what was that transition like to the South? I know you've been in the South for a couple years now. Uh, was that your first time coming down South when you went to college? At least yes, in the period of time? Okay. Yes, sir, it was. Everything was great. It was really a blessing. Um, I mean, I got a great opportunity to go to play football down south. The weather is amazing. The food is amazing. The people are the best. The people are amazing. And I love down south. I mean, I love up north because I'm from up north. But mm -hmm. like I said, someday I want to move down south to my family. But I love I love down south, the atmosphere, the vibe. Everything about down south is just great. It's amazing. Now, you spent some time in Florida prior to starting uh, prior to moving to Baton Rouge and starting at Southern, right? Was that at the Field of Dreams Sports Academy? Yes, sir. Okay, so talk about that. What was that? Uh, what was the purpose of that and what was that like? It was it was it was a postgrad program. Um, I didn't have the all the looks I wanted out of high school because of COVID. I was committed to a school um, committed to Monmouth University and then COVID kind of messed that up and um, I took a bet on myself to go to a, a school no one's ever heard of, a first-year program. And I did very well in Florida, went to a camp, got ranked nationally, competed against the best in the country. And I got some offers from SWAC schools. And that's when I made the decision to commit to Southern University. And 
that's it, it was a quick trip in florida but it was it was a business trip and uh, i made the, the most of the opportunity and now i'm here wow so uh how long were you there just what was that like day to day was that during the summer or, or what was the time frame it was during the summer um or it was it was during the fall i believe um but i was only there for three months okay and it, it was great i mean the weather in florida was raining every day oh, yeah. and then it stopped and it was very on and off inconsistent but i love florida it was definitely a lot of behind the scenes stuff you had you had to get past just like life all the trials and tribulations you have to deal with but it was definitely a, a, a roller coaster of emotions but i kept my head down and i just worked and i grinded and i pushed through and now i'm here mm. so it improved your recruiting stock obviously you wound up at southern university we, we tried not to talk about southern here on the show <laughs> We can't avoid it this time. We can't get around it. But I think it's going to be fun to talk about him a little bit. So, but first, you were there for two seasons, right? So, tell us about your time in Baton Rouge. And what, and what, kind, what kind of dog do you have, first of all? I have two pit bulls. So, that's why they're kind of feisty. But my time in Baton Rouge, it was amazing. I fell in love with the city. I fell in love with the people. I fell in love with the fans. I fell in love with the university. Um, uh, I loved everything about Southern University, and I thought that was my home. It felt like home. And then I had a great – Great time. Like I said, the people are just amazing. The the atmosphere there, the family atmosphere is just it's like a, it was a dream come true coming from a a, a far a place far away, coming down to play football. I didn't know what to expect. I heard a lot of great things, but coming in just the that the family atmosphere, the people really took me in like I was just one of theirs. And it just it felt amazing. It made my life easier. It made um kind of being away from home easier because I feel like I had family at Southern University. So it, it was a blessing. I love everything about Southern University. And yeah. it's Yeah, you know, we, we have fun with them. We go back and forth. That's a heated, heated rivalry. But even at the end of the day, you know, it, the things that you talk about in terms of them embracing you and showing you love and treating you like family, I think that's just that's HBCUs, period. So yes, uh, that's the thing that we all have in common. So, you know, despite the back and forth at the end of the day with you going there for those two years, we, we know that they took care of you and we know that, that you had that feeling of, like being at home. It'll be the same at Jackson State little bit better but you'll you have the same yes, sir. but uh during your time there man on the field man two-time swack special teams player of the week uh you were the louisiana sports writer association special teams player of the week uh once as well and you had some big kicks in your career at southern man trust me we followed you we follow that team we follow all the swag teams so when your name came across in terms of being a, a commit we were like wow the, the guy from southern wow <laughs> and i you know we were excited because obviously that's an area of our team we were looking at you know obviously add some strength to this yes, season sir. but what are some of your most uh, or more memorable kicks while you were there I think my most memorable kick is the Alcorn State kick. Um, the game winner against Alcorn, yeah. the walk off, the 47 yard game winner. It's just, it's a kicker's dream to hit a game winning field goal. And I got the opportunity to do it. And I just made the most of the opportunity. But I mean, I worked so hard off the field and on the field to, to, for moments like that. And I, I was just blessed with the opportunity and I made the most of it. I definitely love kicks against Grambling. It, I mean, it's a big rivalry against Grambling. I had a 49 yarder and a 45 yarder to keep us in the game. That was a head-to-head -head battle at the time. So two big kicks that kept us in the game and tied the game up. So I, I just – I can't wait for the future. Like I said, I'm just – I'm so anxious to get to Jackson. Yeah, that kick against Alcorn, I think the entire swag world was watching that one. That was a big game. Uh, so let's go back to it. You know, again, you say it was a walk-off field goal. So as time expired, uh, able to beat a, an undefeated at the time Alcorn team, undefeated in conference play at the time. I think they were 4-0. 
And that was that was huge because that was a program that Southern had lost to five straight times and, and I think nine out of the last 10. So to beat them, uh, period, was huge. And then for you to obviously have that field goal, the, the game winning field goal as time uh, expired, I can imagine how you feel. But as a young kid, like I was a basketball guy growing up. So in the driveway, you know, every day outside playing around in the driveway, you practice the three, two, one and you hit the imaginary game winner. And I'm pretty sure as a kicker, you've done that your entire life. So just go back to that moment again. What was that feeling like as you saw? that ball go through the upright it was such a surreal moment like i said as a kicker as an athlete you just you pray for an opportunity to hit a game-winning field goal and you know the impact a, a, a game winner can make i mean any sport any program so i kind of i kind of knew our situation at the time we were down and i uh, i knew our quarterback and our offense would get us on the field all i had to do was stay locked in and um stay mentally prepared for that game-winning kick the situation that i got put in I was on the sideline, just warming up, kicking into the kicking net, just singing songs in my head is what really keeps me composed. Just thinking about everything. Okay. Uh, Cause a kicker is all mental. It's really 99% mental. And the rest is just, it's just, it's really mental. But um, I was so locked in on the sideline and I, I was waiting for the opportunity. Like I said, I worked so hard on and off the field that just an opportunity like that would really give me a chance to showcase my talent on like a big platform. Um, and against a team that we needed to win, um, like I said, you said it was like five years. So mm -hmm. I was so locked in and I just walking on the field, kind of clear my mind. I wasn't thinking about anything and just taking the steps back. Everything happened so quick. And I seen the ball go up and I was like, I kind of seen it fading left. And I was like, oh, I'll stay in, mm -hmm. in my head. And I couldn't watch as soon as I lifted my head up to watch my teammates started tackling me. So I was like, I guess the ball went in. Mm -hmm. And then um, I, I heard the fireworks and everything went off. And it was just such a surreal moment. I'm so blessed with the opportunity I had. Wow. Wow, it's chilling, man, chilling. And you you talked about it being on a big platform, uh, that game, that game winner against Alcorn. But you also mentioned that Gremlin kick, but you just kind of glazed over the fact that that was the Bayou Classic. That was in the Superdome. That's on national TV. 75,000 fans in attendance and no telling how many watch it on TV as well. So, uh, again, a 49-yarder and a 45. So just talk a little bit more about that, how that feels, especially against the rival. I was so ready for that game. I mean, it was so hyped up ever since I got to Southern University. I knew about the um, the importance of the Bayou Classic. I knew kind of about the history Grambling and Southern had. So I know just the importance of every kick and every opportunity throughout the game. So like I said, I was so locked in on the sideline waiting for my call because I know what I can do on the field. And when I got the opportunity to kick the 45-yard field goal, I already kind of knew it was going in just because, like, I know what I'm capable of doing. And pregame, I was hitting some great balls from 55, 56. So I was just praying for some some deeper opportunities. I love the deep field goals. So the the 45 yard yarder went in right down the middle. I was like, okay, I feel good. I love playing in front of big crowds. I don't know mm -hmm. what about it, but it just it makes me. I, I just think I'm I, I love the big crowds. I'm built for the, the big crowds. Mm -hmm. I've worked hard to kick in front of the big crowds. So then the 49 yarder just I walked on down the middle. It was probably good from an extra five or six yards, mm. maybe from 55 or 56, but. Mm -hmm. The ball felt so good, so I know what I can do in big games. I know what I can do in front of big crowds, and I'm just blessed with the opportunities that I get with the deep kicks and the big kicks against the big team. So can't wait to see what I can do in the future at Jackson. So you said you love kicking in front of big crowds. You said that a couple of times, and then you said big teams. So let's put those two together. 
big team lsu big crowd over a hundred thousand people and you made a field goal i think it was a 20 now short of field goal but still it yes, had sir. to be a huge moment so talk about kicking in front of those many people so when you obviously southern stadium is a little bit smaller a very intense crowd great atmosphere don't get me wrong but just in terms of capacity the vet we can get about you know 60 in the vet so southern usually packs it out and then the bayou classic 75 but then going up against lsu that's a hundred thousand so is there a difference between kicking in front of the, the 30, 40, 50,000 versus 75 versus 100. Can you feel the difference? Can you tell the difference? Are you more nervous or is it just a, another kick? It's just another kick. That's the mindset I have. Uh, every kick is just another kick. It doesn't matter if I'm doing it in front of five people, in front of 500,000, 5 million. It really doesn't matter to me. I'm doing the same thing every time. Same step, same kick. But, I mean, you, you have games like LSU where you see the big student section and you see the big crowds and you just look around and, as a kid, just watching college football, and you're, you're seeing teams like that on national television, and you see the crowds, and you hear the, you hear the the atmosphere they're playing, and it's just like it's always a dream just to play in an atmosphere like that. And I was just blessed with the opportunity to do it, and I made the most of the opportunity. Um, pre-game, I was feeling good, hitting kicks from 50 and 52 in the game. Um, got blessed with the opportunity to kick the 29-yarder again. First, first big game, first real game with the new operation we had at the time. So we were still trying to figure things out, and towards the end of the game, we finally got it down. So I was just blessed. Every kick is kind of the same to me. Doesn't matter what um, crowd capacity you're, you're playing in front of. But I love, I live for the big crowd. So absolutely, absolutely. So you said the 49 yarder in the dome versus Grambling Bayou Classic. That was your longest. But what was your longest in practice? I heard it was about 62 yards or so. So yes, what's your longest practice? Wow, it was around a 62 yarder. 62. Okay, so. What's the longest field goal attempt that you'd be comfortable kicking, attempting in a game? All right. So let's say, paint a picture for you. Game's on the line. You're down by two points. Two minutes to go. Your team is starting on its own 25-yard line, right? Your coach comes to you and asks, where does the offense need to get it to at worst in order for you to be comfortable kicking it? Because mm -hmm. you told me that 49-yarder had a little bit left on it, a little bit more. So what would you tell your coach? And he's depending on you to, you know, to get to give him the right answer. Now, don't, don't give him a number that's, you know, a little bit too far away and you lose the game. Just get me around that logo. Um, like I said, I kick in pregame, like even at, even playing against Jackson State last year, I was kicking some pretty deep kicks in pregame. Um, so just get me across that 50-yard line, get me around that logo area, and I'm just confident I can hit anywhere from 55 in, 56, 57. I'm, just, I'm very confident 56 yards and in. That's what we want to hear. That's what the, I'm telling you. Jack State fans want to hear that. Now, we're going to be confident in our offense because we have some some running backs coming back, and we're at, we've added to the team. The wide receiver room is just as deep as ever. We're going to have a great quarterback competition, quarterback battle. We have a number of guys who can get it done. And O-line players, I feel as though it's going to be improved. So we're confident that we'll be scoring a lot of touchdowns, if not getting into the red zone. So that field goal could be about you know, you know 30 or so, 35 yards for you. But if we need a 55 yarder, we can count on you, right? Yes, sir. <laughs> all right, good stuff, good stuff. All right, so let's let's talk about it, man. Southern. Let, let, <laughs> let's first of all take us inside the Southern locker room. This is a unique opportunity for us to, to hear from someone from that team, obviously joining us. Uh, so just take us inside the locker room in terms of the rivalry versus Jackson State. We know what it's like on our end from a fan's perspective, from a player's perspective, but you coming into this rivalry two years ago, not knowing much about it, talk about what it was from you guys or especially, well, from your teammates' perspective compared to some of the other games and just what that experience was like when you had to play Jackson State. Just like you said, coming in my freshman year, 
every game was – there was definitely a, a good vibe to every game, but the, just the Jackson State week, hearing everything about it, the coaches, the the fans on social media, and it's just it, – it's different. I think we all know it's different. It's it's a, it's truly amazing. Um, but it's just a different uh, – it's, it's just a different vibe throughout the week. Everybody's more locked in. Everybody's more prepared. They know how big the game is. They know how deep the rivalry is, and they know how the history is. And coming in as a freshman, I knew what the history was. So – Every week I'm locked in, but it's just some weeks you have to dial in on the little things, all the little things you don't do in previous weeks. You have to be even more locked in. So it was just it was a different week. Um, we were all prepared for it. And it's just everybody has kind of got their headphones on. They go to practice and they just work really hard on and off the field. And coming over to Jackson State, you have a couple uh, former teammates from Southern joining you as well. Arian Hartman, he was he was with the team this uh, this past season, but Josh Short will be coming in as well. So, have you had a chance to talk to those guys about Jackson State yet? I have. Arian Hartman was one of my best friends at Southern University. Okay. He was he was my long snapper. Um, so okay. my my freshman year, which was That's right the season. That's who, who I worked with all year. So Arian Hartman, he's a he's my best friend. He's a brother of mine. So. I love him. He told me everything about Jackson State, and that's kind of why I was just blessed with the opportunity to get offered by Jackson State, and it's just an opportunity you can't pass up on. So I know he was in your ear when you entered the portal, right? <laughs> he was. He was. He was. You know how you get in the portal. Obviously, you want to go to some schools, and but it's just it, it's a really the, the portal is a tough place. Um, yeah, yeah. But I just think it was a blessing in disguise. I got the opportunity from Jackson, and it's an opportunity, like I said, you can't pass up on. I know how. The culture is at Jackson State. I know everything about Jackson State. And then I'd learned a little more with my teammates, my former teammates who transferred there. And I know, I know how they liked it and they enjoyed it. So it was an opportunity that I was just blessed to have, and I couldn't pass it up. So what went into your decision to enter the portal? I always like to kind of get inside the mind of someone who decided to transfer, especially someone who had success at Southern. If you would have asked me this question a couple months ago, I would have never thought I'd be in this situation. Everything was amazing at Southern. Um, like I said, I love Southern so much. When I was there, my time there was great. Um, it's just sometimes people don't it, – it, everyone says it's a business, but um, some people, like you can tell it's a business more. I, like I said, I, done, I did my job on and off the field at Southern University. I did everything I could to get on the field. I had a good beginning of the season, and all of a sudden was just taken out. Um, so there's just some things we all know you can't, you can't handle. You have no say. All you can do is put your head back down, pray and hope for another opportunity. And my head, I kept my head down throughout the season was killing it in practice, killing it on and off the field. Opportunity just still wasn't coming. And I kind of wasn't sure why. And the season just kind of unwinded and we needed some big kicks. Some of the games during the season that we couldn't get. And, um, I just feel like it was kind of disrespectful that I was doing my job and I know what I'm capable of doing and just the opportunity wasn't there. Um, I just think that the mindset of some of the people in my, that I thought was in my corner wasn't the same mindset that everybody had. I think we all kind of seen um, what happened at Southern just throughout the championship game and kind of with like the quarterbacks kind of, kind of thing. I don't want to speak too much about on that, but I never thought I'd be in the situation I was in. I was just killing it in practice and still wasn't getting my opportunity. So I was kind of just like, I know I can get an opportunity somewhere else. And if you're not valuing my talent, you're not valuing, valuing what I bring to the table, somebody else will. So that's when I added the pool after the season. 
Wow. Wow. That's interesting. That's interesting. And, you know, when it, when it comes to getting to the portal, there's, I don't know the number, but there's thousands and thousands of people in the portal, student athletes in the portal every year. This is happening and that number is increasing each year as it becomes more and more of the thing to do. But uh, what's not reported as much as, as it should be is the number of kids who enter the portal and end up never playing football again. They just get lost in the portal. Right. So as you you know started thinking about making a move, did you ever factor that into consideration? Were you worried at all? Were you nervous or you just confident in your, you know, at your previous, uh, you know, what you had shown on the field and what you had on film? It would speak for itself and teams would reach out to you. Uh, there was really never a worry. I mean, everybody was like, don't enter the portal, do this, do that. But I mean, I mean, I'm a I'm a firm believer of the Lord. He is on my side. My family's on my side. That's all I need to be on my side. So I know the, the film kind of speaks for itself and I know what I can bring to the table. Like I said, I did my job on and off the field at Southern University. So I know that I could do the same thing and bring it to another university. So entering the portal, I had a lot of coaches talk to me. It's just with with coming out of high school, you have guys, seniors who are looking for offers and the portal is insane. So there's only certain spots, certain numbers. And I entered the portal at a weird time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wanted to be out of there. So I was just, I, I, I was blessed. I was really waiting, praying on getting in the portal just because I was anxious to get to a new home um, and find somewhere that values special teams, values kickers. And like I said, I got talked by a lot of schools, a lot of universities, but you know, Jackson State something that I was looking forward to and I couldn't pass up on it. So I'm just, I'm blessed to be a part of the family now. And you say you entered the portal at a weird time. So explain that. When did you enter, enter the portal and what was weird? Um, a lot of, Coaches and teammates, uh, there's a lot of input when to enter the portal, like stay the spring and enter the pool after this. A lot, a lot of guys, a lot of coaches find more opportunities for scholarships after this. But it's just, like I said, I don't want to speak on a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff at Southern University, but a lot of guys enter the portal and I think more than seven guys enter the portal. So I just I wanted to get out of there. Like I said, I got nothing but love for the university, the fans, atmosphere, but they weren't the coaches weren't on the same page as me. And um, it's okay. It happens sometimes, but Absolutely. like I said, I'm just I'm glad glad to be a part Absolutely. of the Jackson State family. Absolutely. So you enter the portal, uh, leaving Southern, and you end up at Jackson State of all places. So uh, uh, first of all, how did the interest start between you and Jackson State? Um, God works in mysterious ways. Um, I always had the thought when I entered the portal that maybe I can go to a university. Obviously, we've seen how the kicker from Jackson State left, who was starting kind of just went to go with um, the Colorado with Dion. So I know that there was an opportunity that they were looking for a guy and I want to get the chance to play in the SWAC again. The HBCU experience, the HBCU environment is just something that you can't pass up on. And like a lot of people say from the outside in, you want to come to an HBCU, you want to do this an HBCU, but like, I don't think they truly understand the atmosphere and what HBCU culture brings. And I truly understand it. And I'm going to continue to get to understand it even more at Jackson State University. So, like I said, Jackson State was an opportunity that I found out. Um, I had Arian Hartman help me out with it. I mean, he was talking to a couple guys for me. I had people in my corner help me out with it. And I was blessed to get in contact with the coach. And we made it happen. So, like I said, glad to be part of the family now. And did you get any flack from your Southern fans, uh, Southern teammates? And I mean, obviously, good humor, not, nothing serious, but just kind of teasing you about the move to Jackson State. Yes, sir. I mean, it comes with it. Like, I kind of knew what I was expecting. They see, they say a lot of behind the scenes stuff, but uh, at the end of the day, I'm doing what is best for me and what I can, what I truly believe is the best opportunity for me in my career and for my family. So Jackson State was the best opportunity. And like I said, I'm just, I'm here now. Mm-hmm. 
So that experience that you had at Southern, specifically playing uh, for an HBCU and just being in that environment, that had an impact on you enough to where you intentionally wanted to remain at an HBCU if possible? Yes, sir, it truly did. And like I said, um, I was talking to a lot of schools that were in HBCUs and um, just going throughout the season, my, my freshman year and even my sophomore year, it's just some games, even without some coaches being in the SWAC, even without um, like being hyped up, just playing in the SWAC is something different and it's something that like really stuck with me ever since my freshman year and just stepping on a Southern's campus and seeing how truly um, just the, the true eye-opening experience I got at Southern University was just, it was amazing, like I said. Um, and just throughout the season, throughout the last two seasons, um, experiencing firsthand all the games, the atmospheres, and like it's, like you said, playing against Jackson State, playing against Grambling, and it's just, it's it's a different experience. And I think fans from HBCU football, they, they, they love it. Like, I mean, we all know, I mean, it's just, it's different in HBCU, and that's why I'm here. That's why I, um, I wanted to remain at an HBCU. That's why I chose Jackson State University over other universities that I had um, coaches calling me from. But like I said, HBCU football is different, and I'm here, and I'm just unblessed for the opportunity. No doubt. And did you get a chance to visit first? If so, uh, when was the visit, or, or how was the visit? Um, I didn't. Um, uh, I was only on the campus for – or I was only there when we played against Jackson State. Like I said, the timing was kind of everything was kind of happening very quick and yeah. school, school starting. So I didn't get the opportunity to to visit Jackson State. But like I said, my friends who I have at Jackson State University, like Arian Hartman and some other friends, they already kind of knew mm-hmm. um, what to idea. expect. Yeah. Yes, sir. So I knew like kind of everything about the university that I needed to know. So everything was already locked in and ready to go. So kicker, that was a position that a lot of the fans had their eyes on. You mentioned it earlier, our previous kicker, Oswak, uh, decided to enter the portal and move on. So uh, we were sitting back wondering what was going to happen there, what we were going to do. So when we started, to, when we saw your name, when we saw that announcement, a lot of the fans were uh, pleasantly, uh, pleasantly surprised, excited about it. So I'm sure they reached out to you immediately. So <laughs> what was the reaction like from the Jackson State fans? It's truly amazing. Like I said, the Jackson State family is different. That's why they call it the Jackson State University. They do it different at Jackson State University. Like I can already tell the difference. Um, it's just the family atmosphere already, and I haven't met anybody in person yet. But just over social media, just the the the, the pure love and like they were just happy that I, I was I chose Jackson State University. I'm blessed, and like I said, it's like a a, a family away from my family. Mm-hmm. So like I said, I can't wait to get to Jackson State University. I know I have family there, as in the fans. Everything about Jackson State, I love. And, like, I'm already in love with the fans, the atmosphere, the culture. So I can't wait to get down there. All right, all right. And then the coaching staff, is there a specific coach that was speaking with you the most during the process or that you started to build a relationship with so far? It was it was Coach O. Um, okay. Coach yeah. O, yeah, he reached out to me. And, um, like I said, I, I love a coach who truly admires their players they bring in. And some coaches, you could tell who they try to, like, get – like I said, there's – college football is a business, but some coaches – like I said, HBC football is different. Like the, the culture, the coaching is different. They re- truly love their players and admire their players. And I got that that feeling off off rip. Um, I fell in love with the way the special teams was admired at Jackson State, and I, that's something that I could put myself in. And um, I I'm here. I'm like I said. I keep saying I'm blessed to be here, but it's truly a blessing to be here. All right, right. You keep saying you're here. You're not here yet, so I don't think. <laughs> Have you made it to campus? If not, I know you, you're saying tomorrow. That, you know, I'm down there tomorrow. You're a tiger, but okay. There you go. Yes, sir. Man, tomorrow ready to go. Absolutely. And what is your major? 
Um, I'm majoring in criminal justice, I believe, right now. Um, I, I had changed my major previous, but I know what I want to do uh, with my future. So probably going to be around criminal justice. Okay. Okay. And what's that? You said you know what you want to do. With your um, you know, if, if football doesn't if football doesn't work out, I mean, I have like the other options. Like I said, I could be um, a cop. I could be I could work in law enforcement. I could see myself just um, I'm not sure. Like I said, everything is still kind of fresh going into my I believe my junior year. So mm-hmm. it was still kind of up in the air what I'm going to do if I'm going to change my major. Like, what am I going to do with my life? It's just I'm taking it how it is, and I'm going to see where this roller coaster takes me. Sure. So you said entering your junior year is that on the field as well? Is it two years left of eligibility? That is, I believe, in the in the classroom. Like I said, I came during the COVID time, so I know it was okay. kind of um, a different time. I have three years of eligibility left, so got to be a Jackson State for the next awesome. three years. Awesome. All right. Well, we're looking forward to it. I can speak on behalf of the fans. I know they're looking forward to it. But what about yourself? What I know again, you've been in the HBCU environment atmosphere. Now you're over at Jackson State. What are you looking forward to this time around being at Jackson State? What are you looking forward to the most? Uh, I'm looking forward to winning a championship. Um, I'm looking forward to meeting the fans. Um, like I said, Jackson State football, the environment is different. Just being in the vet, I mean, we can all speak for ourselves. We know it's different. We've all been in other universities. We've all, we've all been inside of other stadiums. But like I said, the vibe at Jackson State, I didn't pick Jackson State for no reason. That Like, I, I fell in love with it. Even just being on the field, like, just looking around and just seeing how everybody's come together, singing together. The environment is different at Jackson State in the vet. And um, I can't wait to win another championship there. No doubt. Yeah. All right. All right. And message for the fans. What do you want to say to the Tiger fans who are watching? I'm ready. I'm here. I can't wait to um, help us win some games. Any opportunity that I get, I'm here. Uh, I'm locked in. I'm ready to go. So go Tigers. Let's go. Go Tigers. Go Tigers. All right, man. We appreciate this, man. Again, the fans were waiting to hear from you. They've been excited about this since they found out. Go ahead and let those fans know how they can find you on social media for those of them who aren't following you yet. Um, I'm on Twitter. My name is Luke Jackson 222. And I'm also on Instagram, uh, Luke Jackson 222. That's my main social media. So that's all I'm on. And I'm, I'm, I talked to a lot of fans on Twitter. Like I said, the, the love was very overwhelming when I committed. And um, I'm already building relationships with some of the fans. So I can't wait to talk to some of y'all. Um, shoot me a text. Like I said, I'm coming down tomorrow. So I can't wait. And there you have it. Transfer kicker Luke Jackson. He'll be booting it from 50 plus yards in the vet real soon. Congratulations, man. Looking forward to it. Thank you.